Okay, so I just saw someone putting a comment on what a good application that was for a kid's story. Uh, and hopefully uh, what I'm going to share this morning will uh, just add to what we've already heard. Um, sometimes, sometimes the things that we say for kids are just as applicable for us. Uh, so let's, let's learn uh, from everything that we hear. So the fight to flourish. Last week we had a look at what it means to flourish. Uh, we kind of redefined that word for us, if you like. Uh, we planted some seeds, we looked at how plants flourish, uh, and we looked at how they flourish, not just when they're growing and flowering uh, above ground, but also down in the, the dirt and the dark, how they flourish in that root system. Uh, it's all part of flourishing. And we kind of looked at how we have to fight, we have to want it bad enough to fight through the struggles uh, if we want to flourish. And so I want us to start today by having a look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Uh, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. There's a whole lot more, a time for this, a time for that. And it's kind of uh, pitting those things against each other. There's good, there's bad, there's hard, there's joy. Uh, we have everyone who lives experiences good times and bad times. Uh, we all have wonderful, happy, joyful times, but we also all have difficult, painful experiences. And sometimes it's not a time for one or the other. Sometimes we experience both at the same time. I've known fam many families who have had a loved one die and there's grief. And yet at a, the same time, there's a newborn baby in the family and there's amazing joy and you experience all those feelings all at once. Uh, you might have one relationship in your life where there's tension and difficulty, and yet there's other relationships that are happy and there's full of joy, and it all happens at the same time. Life is full of joy and heartache and everything in between. Uh, but we, one thing that we are learning is that we grow when things are hard, we grow in the dark. Remember the video last week that we saw uh, about the seeds growing? There were those roots growing in the dark. And even as the shoots start to push through the surface, uh, the roots just keep on going. They keep growing. And even as the shoots reach the light and start that flourishing stage, the root system is still going. It's still flourishing down in that dark and that dirt. And so today we're looking at how to grow in the dark. Light in the darkness. And we're going to have a look at James, chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. 
sounds good, doesn't it? Being perfect and complete and needing nothing. Uh, Now, this is James, Jesus' half-brother, writing to a bunch of Christians who are being persecuted. And he's telling them that joy and pain can coexist. And not even just coexist, but go hand in hand. Because he's saying when your faith is tested... It stirs up the power in you for in, to endure, to keep going and to become all you can possibly be, the best you can be. It's often in the dark that you grow. And I love the way that James says, so let it grow. Not many of us go, so bring it on, bring on the hard times. That's not what we do, is it? We don't ask for those hard times. I don't know of anyone that does. But if we can look at these verses and if we can recognise when troubles of any kind, not just persecution, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. So we're not saying bring on the hard times, we're saying when they're here, when times are hard, so let it grow. God, do your work in me. And I don't know what's going on for each of you who are watching this right now. What kind of pain or difficulty you might be finding yourself in. But I know that for some people it feels dark right now. And I know that God is working in you and he's working deeper than you can even see or even understand, just like in those plans. Or maybe... You're watching today going, why does she keep talking about struggling? Life's great. Uh, And if that's you, fantastic. Uh, But take the opportunity when life's good to learn to trust God more. Uh, To learn to trust God so that when hard times come, you know that God's real and that your faith in him is well placed. Grow and flourish in the good times and strengthen your faith and your understanding of God when things are hard. Also, if life's good for you, look out for those who are struggling. Uh, Look to the people in your life and figure out how you can help and encourage uh, each person. And so I want to look today at three examples from the Bible uh, of people who found themselves in a dark place. And they're in a dark place for very different reasons than each other, And so I'm hoping that we can learn as we take a a look and a walk through their situations. Okay, imagine this. There's a man and he's pushed into a pit and the stones rolled over the pit and it's dark, there's no light and he's pushed in there to be food for predators who have been deliberately starved so that they will pounce the moment someone's pushed into that pit. He can sense their movement, he can hear the growls, but he can't see. He can smell them, all his senses, except it's dark. And no one's coming to rescue him for the whole night. This is Daniel that we're talking about, found in the book of Daniel in the Bible. And Daniel was an all-round good bloke. I'm sure he wasn't perfect, but everything that we read about him points to him being a really good person. He's committed to God and to doing things God's way. Uh, He has the respect of the leaders uh, and the king and most of the people around him, and he has had for years and years. People look up to him, people like him. 
uh, until a couple of the other people, leaders around him, get jealous. And they hatch a plan to deceive the king, who loves Daniel, and they deceive him into making a law that sees Daniel thrown into a lion's den because he was praying to God. So here's Daniel. He's done all the right things all the way along. He's diligent in his prayers and he's thrown into a lion's den. It goes to show, doesn't it, God doesn't promise us an easy life if we do things his way. I see people across the world, and you may know of people, who give up on their faith in God because things don't go the way that they think they should. Uh, Life doesn't add up to what they thought following Jesus meant that it would. They feel disappointment, they face difficulties that they never thought they'd face, and they think, this can't be real. God mustn't be real, this is not what I thought life was going to be. But God didn't say life would be easy if we followed him. He said he'd always be with us. He promises us he'll be with us. He promises us that he will work in us and that he'll help us grow and flourish. And Daniel's an example of this. So he's thrown into a lion's den, the stone's placed over to the opening, thrown into that dark place. Now, I don't know how Daniel was feeling. We don't get to read that uh, in the Bible. He may have been calm and peaceful, trusting God with his life or his death, or he may have been thrown in there and panicked and been scared. We don't know. But what we do know is the next morning, the king was there saying, did your God save you? And Daniel says, yes. An angel closed the mouth of the lions. Now, have a look at these pictures. Here's some lovely pictures of Daniel in the lion's den. And I don't know if he was sitting there patting the lions, uh, if the angel lit the whole place up for him. I don't know. But I think it's safe to say that he found himself in a dirty, dark place through no wrongdoing of his own. And I wonder if you've ever felt like that or if you feel like that now. You know, you might have had a really good job or been running your own business and then COVID-19 hit and bam, everything changed. And it's not your fault, and it's not really anyone's fault, and we're not going to get into politics there. But times are hard. Or maybe you're not well. You know, health scares can put us in a dark place where we don't know what's ahead. And it's usually not our fault. Now, God doesn't always deliver us like he did Daniel, does he? We know that. You know, our mortal life in this world is not guaranteed, but it is guaranteed that God will be there with us. You know, he may even send an angel like he did to Daniel, but he most certainly has given us his Holy Spirit and we can experience the peace of God through his Holy Spirit. He's given us what we need to light the dark places. So, can we be like Daniel? Can we keep praying no matter what? Can we turn to God and continue to put our trust in him and have faith that he'll use our circumstances, dark as they may be, to help us grow? The second story that I want us to take a look at is the story of Jonah. Found in the book of Jonah in the Bible. And this is only four chapters long, Jonah, so it's a good one for you to look up later and have a read of. Now, Jonah's story is very different to Daniel's. 
Daniel found himself in a dark, scary place because he did the right things. Jonah knew what God was telling him to do and he did the opposite. God had told Jonah where he wanted him to go and what he wanted him to do and Jonah didn't want a part of it and he ran in the opposite direction. And eventually he got on a boat going again in the opposite direction of where God had told him to go and a big storm came up. And eventually, when everyone's life was at risk, Jonah finally did something right and said to the sailors, this is my fault, throw me overboard and save yourselves. So he sacrificed himself for the sake of the sailors. But God had a plan for Jonah. He wasn't done with him yet. And so he rescued him. Now, I'm not sure how Jonah felt at the time of the rescue because he was swallowed by a great fish. If we look at these pictures, I don't know if any of them really depict what it would have been like in the belly of a big fish. Uh, I don't think that he was lighting candles so that he had light, so that he could see what was going on and chatting to an octopus and, you know, (laughs) I don't think it was very nice. It would have been smelly and wet and cold and horrible in there and it would have been dark. There would have been no light. Now, I don't know how Jonah was feeling exactly, but he certainly couldn't say, this isn't fair, I didn't do anything wrong. Because he knew, he knew this was his fault. That's what he told the sailors on the boat. This is because of me. And we do know that he was there for three days. And what we read is that this is what happened. Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. I'm not going to read the whole prayer. Go and read it later. But Jonah knew he'd done the wrong thing. And he finds himself literally in a dark, messy, dirty place. And in that place, he cries out to God and he repents. He turns back to God. And when he comes out of the fish, he obeys and goes where God wants him to go. So for us, we might find ourselves in a dark place and we might know it's our own fault. We might feel guilty. Other people might be saying to, to us, you know, well, you kind of made your bed, now you've got to lie in it. It's your own fault. But what does God say to Jonah? He doesn't ask him to wallow in guilt and shame. He just asks him to keep living in obedience. Just turn in the right direction and live for him. That's all God wants. Jesus paid the price for our wrongdoing. We don't need to wallow in guilt. We just need to repent, turn around, go, God, I'm sorry. (laughs) I turn to you. I want to live for you again. Now, Jonah's dark, yucky place doesn't sound like much of a gift does it and yet it was how God saved him that was God's provision for him and it can be hard for us to see hard times as a gift from God but if we can cling to that like we read earlier if we can see it as an opportunity to grow then we can cling to God we can cling to our faith and trust that he'll use those times and then we grow then we flourish. So if you're today feeling bogged down, 
feeling guilty, knowing that your life is the way it is because of the things you've done. Turn to God. He just wants you back with him. And the third example from the Bible of someone who faced dark places is a little bit different. It's more of a figurative dark place. And this is Joseph. And we find Joseph in the book of the Bible called Genesis. Joseph had dreams and visions from God. And these dreams and visions involved him being someone of influence. He was going to be in the spotlight. There were no dark places in his dreams and visions. But his brothers are jealous and they throw him into a pit, they sell him into slavery and Joseph goes from having this vision of his life as being someone important, someone who could do amazing things to being a slave, to being in a pit. He faces false accusations, he's thrown in jail, he goes through so many different dark times. But at each step, He embraces where he is and he seeks to shine brightly in the dark. He looks to God and he trusts him. He works hard, he does the right thing wherever he finds himself and he ends up having the influence and the position that he first dreamt of. But he needed the journey along the way to become that person. God used all of it to help him grow and flourish. And I wonder today if there's some of us who are watching And you might be feeling like life hasn't lived up to your expectations. It hasn't gone the way you thought it would go. Maybe you have broken dreams. Maybe someone's betrayed you, like Joseph's brothers betrayed him. Maybe life just hasn't delivered what you thought you'd been promised. I encourage you to keep looking to God. Let's allow him to shine into our dark places. And so, as I looked at those stories, as I looked at Daniel and Jonah and Joseph, I looked at what it means to flourish and to grow and to allow God's light to shine into our dark places. Uh, There are three things that I think are things that will help us and things that I would encourage us to take hold of today, Uh, just to help us to grow and to shine in the dark times. Uh, I used to meet with a group of women at McDonald's once a week. I think we met at 6 or 6.30 in the morning and we were doing journaling in the Bible together. Uh, And many of you will remember Donna Lewis and she may even watch this from Japan. Donna, hello, if you're watching. Uh, Donna and I, we were there pretty much every week for the journaling and we often used to laugh and say that the application of most sermons and most of our journal entries could be summarised by saying, pray and read your Bible more. So guess what I'm going to encourage us to do more of today? The first thing is, pray. Talk to God. In the dark, in the pain and the guilt and the shame, wherever you find yourself, Talk to God, sit with God, run to him, cry out to him. Uh, Something that Joseph and Daniel and Jonah all have in common is that they sought God and his ways when things were hard. Now, this isn't something that we just need to add to our list of things to do. This is about relationship. We have the Holy Spirit living inside us. 
And we just need to turn to God, just switch our attention and start talking to him. So that's the first thing, pray. And the second part is, let his word light your path. Now, I don't find routine easy. I'm not naturally someone who, you know, does the same thing at the same time every day. It doesn't come naturally for me to do that. Uh, And this COVID-19 season has seen any routines I had kind of thrown out the window. Uh, I'm even more crazy and scattered than usual. And it's something that I'm trying to to deal with at the moment because everyone's life in our family is better if I'm a little organised. I've still been reading my Bible. My relationship with God's been going pretty well, actually. But a a little while ago, weeks ago... uh, I knew that God was challenging me, that I wasn't starting my day with him. And actually, uh, my prayer mentor, Liz, (laughs) said to me, you know, seek God first, first thing in the day. And first thing in the day is not a great time for me. I kind of need some coffee before I'm functioning really well. Uh, But I've just started making sure that I read something from the Bible every morning. It's not when I do my sort of more extended journaling time. Uh, I'm not awake enough for that first thing in the morning. But whether it's as I sit in bed, usually it's as I have my coffee. That's sort of how I'm developing routine. If I'm having my coffee in the morning and I haven't read the Bible yet, then I open my Bible. And it might be a whole chapter I read. It might just be one or two verses. But it just sets my attention and my focus on God for the day. So I want to encourage you, if you're someone who is struggling at the moment to fit, uh, you know, lengthy reflection times uh, when you read your Bible or your journal, or start with something. Put a piece in there. Maybe you're not allowed to get out of bed uh, until you've read a couple of verses. Whatever it is for you that helps you. Uh, and if you're someone that that's not an issue for, then maybe you can start introducing a lengthier time where you sit with God and you reflect and you pray. If you're like me, journaling, writing down is helpful. Some people love to draw, but let's just include God's word in our life and allow that to shine light uh, into the dark parts of our life. And then the third thing, so we've got pray, we've got let his word light your path, and then we've got shine wherever you are. Don't wait for a better day. Don't wait for the next easing of restrictions. Don't wait for life to be what you expected it to be. Don't wait until you feel like it. Allow God's light into your dark. You know, your life might be a whole struggle. You might feel like everything's dark at the moment. Or life might be pretty good, but there's just this one area where it's a a tension or a struggle. Wherever it is, allow God's light to shine into the dark places. You know, repent, turn back to him if you've been doing the wrong thing. It's all you have to do, turn back. Seek God. Or maybe other people have treated you badly and you need to forgive. Forgive and turn back to God. You know, it might just be saying to God, God, I choose to trust you. I don't understand, I don't like it, but I choose to trust you. Help me grow 
So let it grow, as uh, James said earlier. And this is not to lessen how hard it can be. I'm not trying to pretend that as we do this, life becomes easy. Uh, It doesn't make it less of a fight, less of a struggle. That's why we called it the fight to flourish. But God will help us fight to flourish. And you might be saying, Dominique, you don't know. You don't know how painful this is. You don't understand the struggle I'm in. I'm losing it here. You know, the dark's so dark, I can't ever imagine shining again. Uh, Maybe your experience is not what you were expecting. Maybe your marriage is struggling. Maybe your finances are so bad that you don't know how you're going to pay the bills that are mounting up. I don't know what your pain is. And I know that there's many of you out there who have faced and are facing now pain that I've never experienced. I don't know your pain, but God does. And that's not to belittle it at all. It's to say God knows and he's right there. What you're going through is real. What you're feeling is real. You're not alone though. God knows, he loves you. And he's with you. And he wants to use this struggle to help you grow and flourish. And even if it's below the surface where no one can see, he wants to use this to help you grow. And he'll do that if you just turn to him. And you know, the best thing when God does this in us, when he shines through us, everyone sees God. Everyone sees us shining and it's not just we have people who don't know God who see us and that's amazing, but also for all of us as a church family, as small groups, as we catch up together, we're encouraged when we see each other growing because God's shining into our dark places. So let's allow his light to shine wherever we are so that we can flourish. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are with us and that you love us. And God, I pray this morning that if there is anyone who is in a dark place right now, who is struggling, who has heard this message and just doesn't know what to do, God, meet these people where they are. God, help them to know and experience your love in this moment. And for all of us, God, help us to examine our lives. Help us to see the dark places and to allow you in. Help us to talk to you more. Help that to be just a regular part of our life, relating with you, God. And help us to commit to reading your word every day. And God, help us to choose that no matter what state of life we're in, whatever season, that we'll allow you to shine in and through us. Thank you, God, that you will grow us as we do that and help us to flourish. In Jesus' name, amen. And so as we uh, close off this morning, we're going to sing. And I want you to sing these words with us. Waymaker. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. God can shine that light. Let's sing together.